Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well done to the mighty Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the winners of Super Bowl 57, 38 points to 35, one of the best games of football I've seen. In a long, long time. It was gripping. A man who was gripped by it is Laurie Horace from ESPN is on the line right now. G'day, Laurie. Morning, Jules. Great to be joining you. Uh, have you had a chance to, I guess, come down and to, to assess things in the aftermath of the game? Yeah, I thought I'd let my brain quiet a little in the evening, mm. but uh, there I was, you know, going back over, you know, box scores and looking at different plays and having a look at the Kansas City Chiefs' uh, future salary uh, cap situation, <laughs> and uh, which looks pretty healthy, and I think I'm in a good spot to to uh, continue building this roster that's gone into kind of the version two or era two uh, under the Patrick Patrick Mahomes and uh, Andy Reid tenure together. So uh, the brain has settled down, the uh, the excitement certainly settled down, and, and you're left with the cool realisation that what we saw last night in the second half performance from, from Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, was, was something very, very special, very clinical that married his immense skill set with the composure uh, under pressure that we've seen from Mahomes throughout his five years of starting quarterback in the NFL. You know, it's funny watching this, and, and they came back, and particularly in the second half, I just always had the feeling that that the Eagles would somehow just, just do enough to get it done, but a testament to how good this this Kansas City side is. I mean, a lot of teams would be scared if they're, if they're chasing, particularly in the Super Bowl. This, this team is not. They, they have a way of, of breaking down defences the way no other team does. I think we were left with a memory the last time Patrick Mahomes was in a Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers brought in a ferocious defense, a particularly aggressive and talented um, defensive front up against the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line that had been decimated through injury um, and had had failed to overcome that. Andy Reid has a ridiculous record off the bye week. Andy Reid's record off the bye is 27-4 and throughout his career. And a few years ago, we thought, you know what, even with that matchup issue, Surely Andy Reid with two weeks game plan can come up with a solution. And unfortunately, they didn't. And that defense set the tone for that game. And Brady was critical and they won a Super Bowl ring. This time around against another terrifying defensive front, especially on numbers. You know, 70 sacks from the Philadelphia Eagles team throughout this season. We're talking record-setting numbers here. Didn't get him once. But this was a different offensive line. Yeah. This was a different offensive line. You're absolutely right. Zero uh, sacks on the game uh, allowed Mahomes to operate. Yes, he got the ball away out of his hands quickly at times that I think that's part of the game plan but you saw early on you saw Patrick Mahomes hit quick screens get the ball out of his hand quickly we saw him I believe it was on the second play that they had on offense he scampers um, and gets a gain through on the ground despite the high ankle sprain that everybody's had their eyes on which is re-aggravated in this game but he put doubt into that you do things to put pause into the mind of that defensive front get them hesitating not just tearing up field with reckless abandon go oh do we need to watch out for something quick outside? Do we need to watch out for Mahomes to run? Is he mobile again? That sets the course. Look, behind 10 points, you know, you lose the at the half. Behind two possessions, you're losing the at the half, I believe it was 22 minutes to eight in terms of the time of possession battle uh, that the, the Eagles are winning. This is a recipe for the Eagles' success. To overcome that with the ridiculous efficiency that the Chiefs played with, Chiefs ran 53 plays. The Eagles ran 70 plays. Yeah. A little bit of that is tilted to the fact that Kadarius Tony returned a punt for the five-yard line. Um, so you're obviously going to have less plays on that drive. But 
the Kansas City Chiefs had 21 first downs on 53 players on offense. Without getting too into the weeds on statistics, that's ridiculous. That's like 40% of the time that you're running a play, you're picking up a first down. That is very hard to overcome. And that's, that's the type of efficiency and the more fundamentally sound version of the Kansas City Chiefs offense that we've seen this year compared to the explosive times with Tyreek Hill, not to mention the effort from the defense that really... Nick Bolton leading the way, number 32 there. If you didn't know his name before last night, you certainly do now, who, um, in my opinion, from the Chiefs side of things, was a, a very valiant uh, runner-up for MVP, not yeah. in my opinion. He was brilliant. You know, talking about who would be a great wingman on the program, I'd, I'd pick Bolton. You know, Pacheco I thought was great, you know, for the Eagles, I thought A.J. Brown was brilliant. you got to feel, you talked about Tony's kick return, you got to feel for Aaron Sipos, uh, not the best kick of his career, but I hope that, uh, you know, they don't pile on him for that because... You know, it's funny, you look across four quarters and people want to talk about this holding call, this controversial holding call, you know, James Bradbury on Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, letter of the law, yeah, but it was disappointing. But having said that, Laurie, I can't say that that was a deciding factor in the game and there's so many key moments. I mean, I think about Jalen Hurts, who was almost an MVP performance on losing side, but that fumble, you know, that led to a TD for Kansas City. I mean, there are so many isolated moments of the game that you think, gee, you know, this could come back to bite them. Absolutely. Look, Jalen Hurts is the best performance I've ever seen from him, particularly as a passer. We know the damage he can do as a runner um, and the toughness he showed. You think about that two-point conversion. Forget the the, the, the touchdown, the three touchdown um, runs that he had or, or plows over the goal line. That effort on the two-point conversion to maintain your, your yeah. balance through contact there. Talk about contact balance in any sport. That was superb. This was, this was a mark from him. Wilds. I know he'll be absolutely shattered that the Eagles didn't take away a Lombardi trophy this year. And he's put himself in position to deservedly get a big contract extension. He's continued to put doubters, including myself, um, to sleep about his progress as a passer. He still has room to go, but what he has done with his work ethic and his football character um, and his commitment to getting better and his drive, married with the Eagles putting a great roster around him and that doesn't just elevate your baseline. That inacti- that activates your ceiling as well. It allows you to build on your good habits and not get stuck in repeating bad habits because you're in bad pressured situations. I mean, that's that's a success story for the Eagles. They can feel very positive going forward. As for Aaron Sipos, yeah, I, I had a look back at that punt. No, it wasn't the greatest punt you've ever seen in your life, but I'm also looking at a freeze frame here with Kadarius Tony. When he receives the ball, he's slowed his feet work. He's stopped his feet work. He's planted his left foot in the ground to make a move. And I can see five... Eagles punt coverage members within uh, four or five yards of him ready to make a tackle. There was no way that that's at the 36-yard line. There's no way that he should have been able to make it to the five-yard line um, from there. Um, So, And then to the referees, something you mentioned there. Look, that letter of the law penalty against against James Bradbury, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Look, Bradbury went to the podium and full credit to the character he showed there. I said Nick Sirianni, who said... It's not about one call. You know, there's 123 mm. plays run by both offenses total. It doesn't come down to just one play. There's a lot of other variables. The fumble you mentioned, um, there's, you know, uh, coin flip calls with the second uh, defensive touchdown from Nick Bolton wiped off the board. The Dallas got it third down conversion that did he have control? You can go to so many points in the game and go, oh, there's a hold. Oh, there's a flag that was missed. Oh, that was a flag on this team. Should be a flag on that team. It's a shame that we didn't see Jalen Hurts in the offense get the right to respond there. If you're looking at the letter of the law, you go by what James Bradbury said, saying, yes, it was a hold, I grabbed him. Yes, by the letter of the law, it was. It's just a shame that we're talking about referees in that moment when we got 58 minutes of just an absolute slobber knocker. And uh, my view on that is something can be technically 
by the literal law, it can be a penalty, but it doesn't need to be a flag. That, those two things, in my opinion, can be true in the same play. In that moment, you like to see it stay in the bag and, and see, you know, a minute 30 or so on the clock for Hertz to try and lead the team down, lead the Eagles down and respond. Uh, but a, an amazing Super Bowl and a performance from Patrick Mahomes in the second half, you know, 13 or 14, running, huge running plays. The one incompletion was a throwaway that, and, and they scored on every single drive in the second half that stamps his claim, you know, putting himself into the greatest of all time conversation and trajectory soon enough. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Just just very quickly on that, you know, five years with the organisation, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. And he's what, late 20s, I think. I mean, you know, where, what's his end point here, Patrick Mahomes? Oh, he's chasing, he's chasing greatness and he's chasing the greatest of all time. He's, you heard Andy Reid say uh, he wants to become the best player um, the football's ever seen. He's 27 years old. He has, in those first five seasons as a starter, six overall in the league, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, two MVPs, uh, and he's been the centrepiece of all of this. This is something at a pace and a role and a prolific numbers nature that hasn't been seen in the NFL ever. Tom Brady had early success, we know, won three Super Bowls very quickly, um, and yet he wasn't the centrepiece of those some of those Super Bowls. There was a, an immense defense that was leading away. He wasn't overcoming team scoring 35 points on routine in his first seven Super Bowl, uh, first seven playoff appearances, Tom Brady faced a team that scored over 17 points once, I believe. In Patrick Mahomes' 15 playoff games so far, he's faced a team that scored over 17 points 13 times, I believe. So the, the what he's had to do, the level he's produced regular season and postseason, this is something we have not seen before. He will throw himself, he's in that conversation with the Brady's, Montana's, and Manning's of the world. Mm. Peyton, not Eli. Um, (laughs) And it's a fascinating one to watch go on because he is 27. He has so much football ahead of him, and he's inked to the Chiefs with that long 10-year contract. Good on you, Laurie. Thank you so much for your input and your insights across the course of the NFL season. Uh, We'll do it all again. Always great to join you. Thanks a lot. There is Laurie Horish from ESPN. 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Apparently you can email us, but don't bother because nobody reads them anyway. <laughs> Break and back with more. Jules in the chair for Matty White this Tuesday morning.